This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to a special edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's very important interview and all of our material. Tonight, we will enter uncharted territory for Veritas. I say this because sometimes the truth hurts. And tonight, we will discuss a truth and a cover-up of massive proportions. Tonight's special guest is a former U.S. congressman who will discuss compelling evidence and previously classified information to prove that right now there may be U.S. prisoners of war in Vietnam, Laos, and even scattered around former Soviet republics, and our government is not doing anything about it. Why? Because there is an agenda. Tonight's special guest is John Le Boudvier, and he's coming up shortly. You may notice how the tone tonight is somewhat somber, and there's plenty of reason for that. First, the subject is a somber one, but also because I would like to dedicate tonight's show to someone who was imperative to this very program. Back in late 2008, or the beginning of 2009, when I thought I was only producing this show as a hobby, 
there was a listener who made contact with me and remained a friend until recently. When I thought I couldn't continue with this show, he helped chart a course for me. In essence, he believed in me more than I believed in myself. I can honestly say, if this person hadn't appeared in my life, you would not be listening to my voice right now. His name was James Porter. Jim, whereas most of us knew him at the forum, Major Karma. He was also a Vietnam veteran. Jim and I sometimes didn't see eye to eye, and he disappeared for the past couple of years, but returned in February. He apologized and made his peace. I responded by saying that I believe in the statute of limitations, even in life matters. In his own way, he wished me well, and I did too. There was forgiveness, and now there is closure. You see, Jim disappeared after that, but we found out that he actually passed away March of this year. I was waiting for the right show to pay tribute to Jim and to publicly express my appreciation for what he had done. James Smith Porter passed away on March 16, 2013 from heart failure at the age of 58. Jim was born and raised in Texas and lived his life, his way with the highway and died the same way. He will be missed and he rest in peace at last. And may he know now the truth that he was always seeking. Please join me in paying a minute of respect to Jim, Major Karma, who was also a Vietnam vet, as I said. And let's also remember our POWs left behind, but who are not forgotten. Thank you. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. During tonight's interview, we'll discuss how thousands of American POWs were held back by the North Vietnamese. Even more shockingly, we will reveal a terrible secret that still haunts our country, that the United States government knowingly turned its back on these brave soldiers and airmen. And to discuss this enormous crime, former U.S. Congressman John LeBoudlier is coming up next, right now on Veritas. John LeBoudlier is a magna cum laude graduate of Harvard College, with a master's degree in business administration from Harvard Business School. 
elected on November the 4th, 1980, to represent New York's 6th District, Labutlier was the youngest member of the 97th Congress. During that time, he served on the House Foreign Affairs Committee and as a member of the Special House POW and MIA Task Force, pressed for continuing investigation to determine the fate of 2,500 Americans still unaccounted for in Indochina. Since leaving Congress in 1983, Nabutlier has run the Skyhook 2 Project, a privately funded group dedicated to recovering living American prisoners of war held against their will in Southeast Asia. Skyhook 2 has over 50,000 American supporters, and its purposes are to gather on the ground human intelligence throughout Laos and Vietnam and to educate the American public about the POW issue. Since 1983, Mr. Le Boutlier has journeyed to Southeast Asia many times, including two trips to Vietnam as the guest of the Hanoi government to discuss a solution to the POW problem. Mr. Le Boutlier is a political columnist for Newsmax.com, and his columns also appear at www.johnleboot.com. And based on thousands of pages of public and previously classified documents, we will discuss an utterly convincing case that when the American government withdrew its forces from Vietnam, it knowingly abandoned hundreds of POWs to their fate. The book is titled An Enormous Crime, the product of 25 years of research by former Congressman Bill Hendon and attorney Elizabeth A. Stewart. It exposes the reasons why these American soldiers and airmen were held back by the North Vietnamese at Operation Homecoming in 1973 and what these men have endured since. And on behalf of former Congressman Bill Hendon and attorney Elizabeth Stewart, I am privileged to welcome directly from Long Island, New York, former Congressman John LeBoutlier. Hello, Mr. LeBoutlier, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello, Mel, and thank you for setting up this show and inviting me months ago, and we finally got this worked out. And it's a privilege to talk to you about this topic because there aren't many radio hosts in this country who will spend a minute, let alone a couple of hours, talking about, in my view, the most important issue of all. Why in the, why in the world did the American government leave living prisoners behind, who, by the way, are still alive, and what are we going to ever do to get them back? And it's a huge topic. It's symbolic of many bigger things, the corruption in our government, the uncaring about our soldiers. Uh, there's a lot in here, and we've we got to talk about it. It is my honor and my privilege. And by the way, may I call you John? Yeah, please do. <laughs> Thank you. And right from the start, I want to read this quote from a great man. In our country, the lie has become not just a moral category, but a pillar of the state. And that was Russian historian Alexander Solzhenitsyn. You conducted an exclusive TV interview with Solzhenitsyn back in 1981, didn't you? I did. I went up to Vermont and spent a weekend with Mr. Solzhenitsyn and his wife and one of his sons. And it was for NBC. I was a member of Congress then, and, and I was doing it for the Tom Snyder Tomorrow Show. And by the way, 
when I was with him having dinner with his wife and, and him at uh, their house on a Saturday night in October, I, my, I was already passionate by then about the POWs, which I will tell you how I got into it. But I was into it for about seven months when I go up to see him. And he, of course, been a prisoner in the Russian gulag. And I asked him, I said, do you think there are POWs still, uh, still being held in Vietnam? Without hesitation, he said, yes, there definitely are. And I'll tell you who they are. They are the toughest. They are the ones who wouldn't bend, who wouldn't cooperate, who wouldn't break. That's who they keep in their gulag, in their prison system. And there's no doubt they have them. And, and that's coming from a guy who, in effect, was a POW. He wasn't a prisoner of war, but he was a prisoner. Absolutely. He was a threat to the Soviet regime. Yep. But as you said, I'd like to know how you first got involved with this very sensitive topic. Okay, so I get elected in 1980, uh, sworn in in January 1981. Uh, and, and as I remember it, I don't know, a couple weeks after getting sworn in, you get put on these committees. And I got put on the Foreign Affairs Committee, as you mentioned. And one of the first hearings I went to of the Foreign Affairs Committee, being a freshman, you sit in the front row uh, with the senior members of Congress sitting behind you. And the hearing was scheduled to start at 10 o'clock. It was, they're always late, so I'm there at 10, but they don't start. And you just hang around for 10 or 15 minutes talking to various people. And behind me were two senior Republicans, one of them was a gentleman named Tennyson Geyer, G-U-Y-E-R, Tennyson Geyer of Ohio. And I hear them talking. I, I mean, I'm just sitting there listening. And they are talking about, uh, here's what the thing was. The guy says, boy, that was some briefing we had yesterday about the POWs in Laos. And the other guy said, yeah, that was really something. And when I heard that, I turned around and I said, Prisoners in Laos, am I allowed to have that same briefing you did? And they chuckled because, you know, I'm a brand new guy, and I was the youngest member of Congress. I was 27 years old. And these elderly guys looked at me, and they said, you're a member of Congress. You can have anything you want. You just call the Pentagon up, and you'll get the briefing. So I had a friend who was also a brand-new congressman, um, who was Billy Hendon, who wrote the book that we're going to talk about, An Enormous Crime. We did everything together for a couple of years. We went to the Pentagon now and had the briefing that these other guys had. And it was two and a half hours about in a private conference room with audiovisual capability given by an admiral with a couple of staffers. So it's just the admiral, the staffers, uh, Hendon and me in this room. On an afternoon probably late February, early March, 1981. And they played us audio tapes of radio intercepts from Laos where the Laotian military is communicating with each other about moving the American prisoners south, those terms, moving the American prisoners south. Coupled with that, they showed us aerial photography of a camp under construction January, February, March, 1981, just the exact same time we're talking. They had a series of photographs showing the progression of the building of this camp. 
they had Vietnamese radio transmissions, and you could hear the language, and they translated it for us. And they had photographs. They had all sorts of this stuff. And they did a two-and-a-half-hour briefing about all this. I'm telling you, Mel, if you or your listeners heard what I, Hendon and I heard that day, you would walk out of there unanimous in agreement there are American POWs in February 1981 held against their will in camps inside Laos. Absolutely no question about it. And the Pentagon guys that ran the briefing told us so. They knew they were there and they said it. There was no equivocation. They were definitely there. What was your reaction as a representative of the people when you heard that? And what did you do after? Well, I, I took it very seriously. Uh, Hendon and I got consumed that day when that happened. Uh, so we have not stopped since then. We've been all over the world, everywhere, trying to get something on these prisoners, trying to get them back. And I mean everywhere. Um, I've been to Vietnam numerous times, Laos, Thailand. I've talked to the Vietnamese in New York. I've talked to them in Paris. I've been to Bulgaria. I mean, you name it. Hendon, same thing. I mean, he's gone to Afghanistan. He's, I mean, just all sorts of stuff, trying to get a break. And what we, we, we didn't know. Now, after all, we were new. We were 27. Um, and I was 27. He was 35, I think. We were young, new congressmen, didn't really know our way around Washington. And we were Republicans. And the administration was Reagan, it was Republicans, and the administration that left the prisoners there was the Nixon administration, also Republican. So it took us quite a while to figure out something that we now know very well, that Republicans are just as much at fault in this issue, if not more so, as anybody else. That Hendon and I might be Republican, but our fellow Republicans were crooked on the POW issue. And that we didn't know that at first. It took us a while to get a handle on the thing. And um, we pushed so hard and we went to Laos and we, well, we'll get into all that as we talk, but um, our absolute devotion to the notion that we have to bring these men home, that it isn't right for the U.S. government to leave American soldiers and airmen behind when they're being held against their will. It's just it's it's the worst possible sin a government can do. Absolutely. And I'd like to go in chronological order if we could, John, because there are some antecedents or critical foundations to this story. For example, wasn't it President Nixon who signed a secret letter? Yep. Right? Yep delivered yep. by Henry Kissinger, offering the North Vietnamese $5 billion in reparations. And that letter was never made public. And also, there is a Cuban link here. Right. And the North Vietnamese learned a huge lesson from Fidel Castro and what they did with that lesson. Can you take it from there? I certainly can. We had the uh, Bay of Pigs just after Nick, uh, excuse me, after President Kennedy took over. And it was a mission, uh, looking back on it, it was a real screw-up. But what the CIA and President Kennedy and the U.S. military tried to do was insert into Cuba a 
Cuban exiles who'd come to America, who'd sort of been rounded up voluntarily by the CIA, trained to be a guerrilla fighting force, and put them in. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.